2: It's time. It's, time. it's time. time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't
3: find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl-winning scout Brian Broadis and Bobby Belt. 105 Victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the, the Stars. Star. Star. Welcome to the Love Star. of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys Insider for 1053 the fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl-winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 through the Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And, Brian, as we are sitting here about to uh, – we're recording this on Friday, but this will obviously be airing on Saturday. As we sit here, uh, it's a, a, a game day for you. Uh, as the pre- and post-game co-host for the Cowboys Radio Network. Are you excited to get back into uh, talking about the identity of this football team and and all the other things you love?
2: You know me, I love when you get some good identity talk and what you can hang your hat on and those kinds of things. So, yeah, um, <laughs> it, it it is nice. And you know what, Bobby, we're going to preseason game one, and then we're going to wake up and it's week 7. At, you know how how quickly this season tends to go, but uh excited about the uh the opportunity. Uh always enjoy my work with 1053 The Fan with the pre and post game show. A little different for me this year because in the past I've been really fortunate uh to be a part of the radio broadcast with Brad Sham, but with some things going on on TV, uh that's going to free Uh, Babe Laughlinberg to come back and do his uh, his normal radio spot. So this will be the first time for me for a Cowboys pre and post game show in the preseason for a very very long time. So it will give me an opportunity to uh, to watch the game in a different light. Uh, You know, maybe focus in on some different things when you're broadcasting the game. You're you're kind of looking at things. You're following the ball. You're talking about what you see. But you know, when I normally sit in the press box with you. Uh, I could focus more on specific areas that I want to watch. So uh, excited about that because I think this is going to be a really important game for a lot of guys. It, it's not an important game for CeeDee Lamb or Dak Prescott or say Tyron Smith, but for a Simi it's a really important game. For a Jalen Tolbert, it's a really important game. Uh, you know, maybe even for a uh, uh you know for Turpin, it's an important game. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it's, this is, you know, this is where you, there's things that have happened during training camp that you and I have been at practice and watched and some really good and some really poor. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to find a way if you're one of those guys and I'll, I'll throw a name out there, you know, Uh we talked about, you know, with, with Simi Fahoko, you know, and, and what. He's done, but how about another Fajoco, Junior Fojoco? Yeah, you know some really coming after the draft. You know, you're watching him play it. Uh, you know, there at San Jose, and he's kind of like it's. You know, you're watching and you're thinking, oh man, this guy's got some juice. He's got some zip. He's got a little bit of edge. You know, he's got something to his game. But you know, we've yet to see that, and I I know I singled him out, but we haven't seen that at, at training camp practices. And there's others. There's others that are kind of in that same mode. And you wonder, wow, well, are these guys four practice players, but gamers? Are they gamers? And, you know, I, I think there's a lot on the line for some guys. I, I don't feel like that, you know, that they've determined whether they're going to keep five wide receivers, six wide receivers, four tight ends. Does Hunter Lipke, Does he going to make this team if they carry four t- tight ends as a fullback? There are a lot of things that are on the line starting uh you know on Saturday uh you know for this uh for this uh, for this football team going forward.
3: Now uh, before we actually get into the game discussion how excited are you you mentioned that you're you're going to be on the analyst side or on the pre- and post-game side instead of the, the right. color analyst side. So how excited are you that you get to have uh, not just the regular season, but you get the preseason experience of me walking up and talking to you while you're trying to take notes in the press box?
2: There's uh, theres two things I now look forward to in the press box. <laughs> One of them is you, as you mentioned, walking up with your phone uh-huh. and then tapping me on the shoulder and saying, have you seen this? And and I give you credit, you get a <laughs> lot of information. There's a reason why you're the Cowboys insider for 105.3, the fan, and you do a great job at it Thank you. because you get guys to text you information that leads to stuff that we do in the postgame shows you know and stuff like that you know or maybe it's something that needs to be talked about hey this guy was banged up and that's why he's not playing and this that and the other so yeah that part of it i i look forward to it's the it's the it's the instant analysis of when <laughs> dak throws a really great ball that you like i told you told you this guy told you he I could do this. i told you I told you he, 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 I told you he could do this but no all kidding aside uh I enjoy having you up there. The second thing, if I can mention, yeah, is uh, especially there at that home game uh, was the amount of food that Eric Chiafalo, uh, my pregame host, can eat during a game. He a is lot. he. It's incredible the amount of food he could put away, and the mac and cheese, the carving station, the small sandwiches, uh, whatever else they put out there depending on if it's a noon game or a later game, uh, Eric can eat a lot of food. So those are the two things I always look forward to is you tap him on the shoulder, showing me your phone, cheering for Dak. And then the other one where Eric eats at least three platefuls of food, where he almost needs a wheelbarrow to carry him down to the the position,
3: he does, and then he he walks out of there still looking a, a tight like hundred ninety yeah. pounds at six two, uh, mm-hmm. because that's just the genetics he was blessed with. Uh, but Brian, you mentioned uh, Fajoco, Junior Fajoco, yeah. obviously, but also Semi I asked Nick Eatman this on Friday morning when he joined us on one hundred five three The Fan. Um, but is there a case to be made that there's nobody? That this preseason, these preseason games are more important for than Simi Fajoko in terms of for his yeah. roster spot.
2: I, I absolutely, I've, I was expecting Simi Fajoko to be in a much different spot last year. Uh, at this time when we were talking about Simi Fajoko, it was much like what we were talking about with Tolbert and, uh, you know, and, and guy, you know, and those though know, those kinds of guys you know when we've when we've when we've you know, he ha- he was outstanding during training camp last year but then you know like now it's Jalen Brooks and guys like that are getting uh getting you know a lot more mentioned than Semifahoko so that's kind of a that's a that's a negative on his side uh because last year uh he was Wow, Simi Fahoko is doing this, having a great practice. Now, you know, he has struggled. He has struggled with some drops. Uh, you know, there's a couple of times where the ball's gone down the field and he hasn't finished like he needs to. And, you know, this is just – this is fact. I mean, when you start to talk about receivers 4, 5, and 6, Simi Fahoko is not in the mention of receiver 4, 5, and 6 with the Dallas Cowboys as we sit going into the first preseason game
3: yeah and that can change obviously and that's why these Absolutely. games are probably really yep. important for him and what he's doing because the practices haven't been great but if you can show up in these games and you can show up consistently that's something that will stand out to this team this is this team i think likes mm-hmm. simi fohoko and and they likes look, his skill set yeah. They 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 want him to put it together it just it, it hasn't happened yet uh, who are some of the other guys you think that we could be looking at as guys who these preseason games are going to be very important for their roster spots? A couple that immediately jumped to mind for me would be Neville Gallimore and Calvin Joseph. Are, are those the other guys, or is there anybody else that stands out for you? No,
2: I, I think you're on to that. And, you know, with with the defensive line has been really good. Yeah, you know, This has been a little bit, if you want to call it a renaissance, for uh, Quentin Bohanna of showing up and making some plays. You know, you know, Monsie Smith's going to be here. You know, uh, Jonathan Hankins is going to be here, but you've seen some really good work from Quentin Bohanna playing with more power, playing up the field, being disruptive. So, yeah, I, (laughs) you know, if you're Neville Gallimore, who struggled last year uh, with conditioning, Uh, didn't come in in the best shape and, you know, it was fighting that really all training camp. Uh, You know, that's something you got to clearly keep that eye on. I'll say this, and maybe it's a new addition to keep your eye on, but these tight ends, and I mentioned the tight ends because of Sean McEwen, you know, do they keep a fourth one? But all of a sudden are we starting to see the emergence you know, with some of these other tight ends,
3: John Stevens, the undrafted free agent from Louisiana, is getting a lot of talk in the yeah, last week. See,
2: that's what I'm saying: is John Stevens? Can he carry for what he's done on the grass fields in Oxnard to the turf at AT and T? You know, is 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 you know, is McEwen a guy that? And and I mentioned Hunter Lipke. I think these guys that are these hybrid kind of players, these tight ends, slots, fullback, running back guys, are they, you know, are they battling for one or two spots? And uh and I don't know if they'll be able to keep six wide receivers, but receivers 3, 4 and 5 or excuse me, 4, 5 and 6 have made it very difficult on the front office right now as we speak for the first preseason game that Hey, if you let them go, you know they're probably gone. You know, now we'll see if they. You know, we'll see because other teams are other teams are tracking the Cowboys. You know, where they're seeing the they're seeing the clips of who's making plays. They're you know they're following the beat writers, the insiders. You know, other teams they're finding they're learning who they you know who's playing well at camp, and you know they they know if you just follow Cowboy Twitter and. Ca- Cow- DallasCowboys.com, you will know that those receivers are, are playing very, very well. And that goes back to what we were talking about with Samifa Hoko.
3: You know, we mentioned uh, John Stevens Jr. there, the uh, undrafted free agent from Louisiana, the tight end. Guy who did not really stand out while we were out there. Um, uh, I didn't notice him really. And he's somebody who's made a lot of plays in the last couple weeks looks on out here when you when you see some of these clips of him and you see his build you remember a couple years ago the the tight end that came out of Stetson Donald Parham and he was he was that big 6'8 like 230 pound guy John Stevens is 6'5 but he's he he looks like he's about 210 as a tight end and so uh it's interesting is there room if he impresses enough is there room for him in the tight end group or do you think no matter how well he plays, his ceiling, at least right now, would probably be your practice squad.
2: Well, that's, that's, I think right now, that's his floor. I think that's his floor, to be honest with you. Okay. The, the, uh, Sean McEwen is a veteran player that is in for a fight because, like you say, if they keep the four, they keep four tight ends, McEwen is probably the fourth guy. Am I right about that? Yeah. You know? So somebody has to knock off McEwen. Is it, you know, Stevens? Is it okay? We can only carry three tight ends, Hunter Lipke. I know we I've mentioned that already here in the last couple of minutes, but they're they're going to there's going to be some positions where they, they want to go long and they can't. You know, they just can't go long. Now we'll see about what happens at the quarterback situation. That always seems, but we got that now third quarterback rule that kind of helps, you know, going on with that. But, you know, do they want to go long at corner? Do they want to – and by the way, you know, my my thoughts is from when, you know, we've done this now this whole offseason, I was concerned about linebacker depth and running backs depth. And I my biggest concern now has flipped to the offensive line – and because I'm trying to think of like, okay, well, if they have to go out and get positions, or they maybe make a trade or something, and the Zach Martin situation hasn't helped, yeah. nobody stepped up. Nobody stepped up and made anybody feel comfortable. That you know, not. I mean, sometimes you could plug a guy in, and yeah, it's not Zach Martin, but anybody they've plugged in at right guard has been not not good. You know, so usually you get a you know a player or two that shows up and you know I was kind of thinking, okay, Farniak. Farniak is the best of a group that's not very good right now. Yeah. Now, you know, we'll see what happens with a guy like Brock Hoffman. Is he a guard? Is he a center? You know, there's going to be a lot of guys in this game on Saturday that these offensive linemen, they're either going to sink or they're going to swim. And we've seen them, the backup group especially, have trouble with this front seven on the Dallas defense. And can they – okay, they're going to get a different group to block on Saturday. Are there going to be leakage problems? Are there going to be bad footwork, bad technique? You know, because this will tell you – this will kind of give you a little indication, like, how good's the Dallas front seven on defense, you know, because – The offense has had really problems blocking it for the most part. But if they block Jacksonville and those starters and stuff, well, then it's like, okay, Dallas has got a pretty damn good front seven, which we kind of think they do.
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. You bring up Matt Farniak. It was something this week where Mike McCarthy had told reporters, he was basically just going to focus on center now at this point that he was going to move away from there and they were going to focus more on center and I mean, he's somebody who can do just about anything they want on the offensive line, but that, okay, we're going to focus him more in center, maybe get you some Brock Hoffman work at guard. Tyler Biotis, in all likelihood, is not going to play in this game. It doesn't sound like, uh, you know, Hoffman's a guy who's got some experience at center as well, uh, undrafted free agent from Virginia Tech two years ago, I believe it was. Um, it, it still feels like they're going to be playing a little bit of mix and match and 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 trying to figure some things out. For a position that's so, or, or a unit that that relies so heavily on continuity, isn't it a little troubling that it feels like we're gonna? It feels already like we're gonna step into week one without much of your offensive line having played at all in the preseason, without your quarterback playing in the preseason in all likelihood, and it just basically being fresh eyes on you know NFL game speed right out of the gate when it matters most.
2: Yeah, but you don't have much choice, Bobby. You really don't. I mean. If the situation with Zach Martin, if he was in camp and Terrence Steele was ready to go, say Terrence Steele had not had the injury, you know, that he'd played all 17 games last year, uh, then, you know, he's, then maybe you, maybe you get Dak Prescott some work because you'll then Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, you know, maybe have to do something at center, but then Martin, and steel, then you, you can feel comfortable like, okay, we'll, we'll we'll run Dak Prescott out there for a series or two. You know, much like what Kansas City's doing with Mahomes. You know, this team's running their their starters out there, but you also look at their offensive line, and it's not as in flux as what the Cowboys are dealing with right now. So, To me, I can't, I can't a good conscience put Dak out there with the unknown of what's going on right now at center because of a, an ankle injury uh, to be And I, my pro bowl right guard is no longer there and I'm really not trusting anybody that's playing there. And, you know, I'm trying to work steel back in, you know, I don't want to maybe expose steel right now. Maybe, you know, maybe this all changes in, you know, the, the second preseason game or whenever Zach Martin decides to, you know, to come back to camp, maybe this, maybe a little change, but right now in good conscience, I couldn't put Dak Prescott out there and expect, you know, expect things to hold up without, you know, without the, the quality in front of him.
1: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky
3: guys Uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at love the star it is Boomer Jacks I've been telling you guys about him For several weeks now, Brian and I both have. Uh, We love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, It warms our heart. And I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, We're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. And it is the coldest beer anywhere around. And it, it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers, Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family, somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot too. My kids love tableside s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Boomerjacks, man, wall to wall TVs. And I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomerjacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. By the way, just briefly, and, and this is a, a broader question, I guess, than, than drilling it down to specifics of this game, but. Has it started to feel like you to you at all that you know Biotis rolls his ankle, but he'd been banged up a little bit throughout camp already. Yeah. Uh he was banged up a couple different points last year, including yes. rolling that ankle against Tennessee. Are you starting to get the feeling that like Biotis is just one of these like always hurt guys? No, I, I to think to some that, extent. Like the, not not like aggressively not, hurt, yeah, but no, always yeah, banged yeah, up. Yeah,
2: yeah. Not like a Sean Lee hurt all yeah. the time guy. Uh no, I with Biotis, man, these offensive linemen, it's tough. You're blocking and dudes are falling down behind you and you're getting your knee, you know, someone's falling into your knee or your ankle. I mean, we're watching practice a couple of days ago when we were there and, you know, I know he got the minor ankle injury, what, on Tuesday, maybe? When they practice, they Mm practice Tuesday. So he gets the minor ankle injury on Tuesday. We're kind of talking about it. I think he'd been banged up before. I think he was playing through some stuff. I think he's maybe the ankle was because there was some time where he was not getting any he was not getting work and they put Farniak in there at center. Remember and Dak Prescott, they had back to back you know miss snaps, you yeah. know, when Dak was under center on fourth and one and hell, it might have been fourth and one on both plays. I
3: think it was. You
2: know, yeah. so they were working a short yardage period and you know, Dak goes underneath center and Farniak and boom, fumble. Then, oh, what happens? Nope, a little bit later, another fumble. So, you know, it's <laughs> maybe that's why they feel like they have to work at Farniak at center now, you know, because they know that Biotis is a little bit banged up. And they did. They called it a minor ankle injury. But, you know, the more the more he plays on it, is it going to get better? I don't know. Hell, we're not even in the season and we're talking about this. You know, they this offensive line, they need to prove – They need to prove to the front office and the coaches and their teammates that they can handle this job. They can handle, they can get running lanes. They can get, you know, hats on hats. They can get blocks. They can work with the tight ends. They can work with the backs and the receivers on the crack toss and stuff like that. And they got to prove that they can protect that, you know, they're not going to be a team that's given up you know, pressures and hits on their quarterbacks and stuff like that. Because, you know, that's just, you know, that's, I I do believe this. I think their defense is going to be outstanding. I think their skill guys are really, really good. I think the quarterback's really good. But if their offensive line is not good, then they're going to have some problems winning football games this year. I don't care how good the defense is. You know, if they can't, if they can't block people, and this team was really, what it was very good as a run-blocking offensive line last year, but one of the poor pass-blocking offensive lines in the league last year. So, you know, I know this year and last year are totally different things, but there's some similar players that are getting opportunities, and it, it just needs to – this needs to needs to go in a better direction than what it is right now.
3: We've talked, uh, you, you know, here about – guys that we're not going to see, guys that, you know, oh, you don't want necessarily Dak Prescott to be out there and, you know, with the way the offensive line is and different guys that you'd rather sit and rest and things like that. Who are – who? who's a guy or maybe a few guys that you're saying here in preseason game one, that's somebody I'd like to see get maybe two to three quarters of work. That's somebody I want to see play a lot in this game. Um, w- would it be the guys who who you're kind of, uh, you know, having your questions about? So Simi Fajoko or maybe a guy like Deuce Vaughn, who are you looking yeah. for? Is like, I'd like to see a lot of reps for this guy.
2: I'd like to see, I'd like to see Kelvin Joseph play quite a bit in this football game. I'd like to see Jabril Cox play quite a bit in this football game. Just to get an idea, I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see Overshown play quite a bit in this game, you know, where, you know, where he can get some experience and, you know, you know, see how he takes into calling the defenses, being a guy out there that's, you know, that they're going to rely on. Uh, I, I'd like to see uh, Devin Harper, you know, get some opportunity out there, you know, at linebacker, Uh, you know, these are the types of guys that, you know, it, it just, it makes sense for those guys to to play. I mean, I don't really – I'm not going to lie to you. I'd like to see Chauncey Golston play a little bit. You
3: know, Golston, I'd like to see Golston's been very quiet.
2: Yeah, and that's why I'm saying I'd like to see him play because they're talking about him playing as that potential as a backup, as a three technique. And I'd like to see him in the game. I'd like to be able to watch him on the All-22 and kind of say, oh, okay, I, he's getting it. You know he's understand. You know he's getting the he's getting what you know he needs knows knowing what's going on. Does it on the defensive side of the ball? I'd really like to see on the offense. And I mentioned Tolbert. Uh, you know he's he's a guy that you know to me that I'm kind of you know I'm I'm trying to kind of determine is is he been better? I mean he practiced well before they left camp, but you know what's the mix between him Brooks? You know and And, uh, you know, your little wide receiver. uh, Devontae Turpin. Turpin. So, you know, those are the kinds of guys maybe, you know, and I mentioned all these offensive linemen, but, you know, I I don't know if I need to see Tyler Smith. You know, I don't need. And I know Tyler Smith is a guy they're kind of talking about playing. But, okay, if something happens to Tyron Smith, who's my left tackle? You know, do I want to, do I need to see extended period of, Tyler Smith playing football? Maybe a guard, a couple of series? Sure. But I I worry about that because I, you're just, you're a Tyron Smith uh, injury away. And I guess maybe you can say about any of these guys, but a Tyron Smith injury away from Tyler Smith having to go play left tackle. And now you're really stuck at guard. You know? Is
3: is there a, is there a, would you like to see just a, straight split of the quarterback players is there one of these quarterbacks you'd like to see play longer than the other
2: I know what I have in cooper rush you know I would not have a problem with if cooper rush were to play one or two series in the you know in the in the first and then let will greer take it the rest of the way
3: is there I, any I, is is there anything to be said for if you're trying to figure these receivers out you'd prefer Rush playing with them for an extended period instead of Greer? That's a
2: great question because the thing that you always think about when you're trying to evaluate your team, and this is why offensive or this is why personnel guys sometimes grab veteran offensive linemen like an Adoga that they know they could play.
3: Who we haven't even mentioned yet hyper extended his knee at practice the other day. He's,
2: he's not going to play. No, he's not going to play. So now, you know. Ugh. I wanted to. Ha- I want to have confidence. Maybe I will after tomorrow night. I want to have confidence in Will I don't think. I don't think Matt Will has been. I-, I had really, really high hopes for Matt Lettsko, but his practices have been just pretty, pretty, just okay. Not. I mean, fun- I, I mean he
3: to and to to be fair, his function is sort of a rookie. Last year was a pseudo red. No shirt question. Here, felt like, but he's him. been
2: here. He's. he yeah. Knows. Hell, he played better. He had a subluxation of his shoulder. Missed a ton of time, played the last preseason game with no practice and was better than Josh Ball. Yeah. You know, so my hope for well, Let's Go was going to be man, here's a guy that, okay, he maybe he's, maybe he's player six or seven on that offensive line, you know? So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful guys like Awesome Richards. I would love nothing more because Awesome Richards is my guy. And I know he needs to get stronger, but I think that one day we might wake up and he might be your starting right tackle if they move on from Terrence Steele. You know, if they say, okay, well, you know, we can't afford to have Terrence Steele anymore. But I think that awesome Richards, I want to see him go out and have the type of game, you know, where he's not he's not going to win every snap. But I'd like to, I'd like to see him, you know, not lose every snap either. Yeah. You know.
3: So you're you're listening to The Love of the Star podcast, The Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right guys. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
3: Guys, uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jax. I I've been telling you guys about him. For several weeks now, Brian and I both have. Uh, We love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, It warms our heart, and I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, We're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. And it is the coldest beer anywhere around. And it, it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers, Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family, somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot too. My kids love the table side s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Boomerjacks, man, wall to wall TVs. And I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomerjacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right. So it should be uh, an interesting game, regardless of who's out there playing, Brian. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get a good look at a few different guys. That's where a lot of the questions in the Dean, Julia, love of the star mailbag focus on today. First question here from Todd. Uh, Malik Davis, Kelvin Joseph, Neville Gallimore. So Malik Davis, Re- Kelvin th- Joseph, Neville Gallimore. You can How only he- keep one for the final roster. Who are you keeping?
2: I am keeping. I might keep Joseph just because of the special teams.
3: I think. By it's, the way, I know. I know we've talked about this a little bit. I I, I I
2: like I like Malik Davis. Don't I mean? People probably think I hate Malik Davis. No, you don't. I don't. I don't, but if you told me they're gonna keep three backs, Pollard, uh, Vaughn, Dowdle, I kind of feel like that's the route that they would go. Yeah. You know, now we'll see, we'll see if how Davis that third, Bobby, that third running back is going to have to be a really good special teams player. Because in my mind I think the only value for Deuce Vaughn on special teams might be as a returner. Yeah. I I don't, I don't see him as a blocker. I don't see him as a, a, uh, as a guy that, you know, could be on the punt team. I don't see him as being on the punt return team. I don't, you know, he, I think his special teams value is very limited what he could do. So if, if Deuce Vaughn is going to be active. as that that kind of player than the you know second running back or you know he's going to have to be, you know that guy. I mean he's going to have to be. That's going to be his responsibility. Whoever that third running back is, he is going to have to make up for everything that Deuce Vaughn can't do on special teams. That's yeah. that's that's his job. Whoever that guy is, he's got a huge responsibility. Because not only is he going to have to be third running back, but he's going to have to make up for the Deuce Vaughn stuff. So I,
3: I, I kind of feel like I, – I might, I might personally go the Malik Davis route just because I think Malik Davis is the best player of those three right now relative to his position. And while Kelvin Joseph does give you something on special teams, I do know that they still – they think that Nashawn Wright – can do a lot on special teams if they ask. But you. we I, haven't
2: I, seen that. They're right, we but they, they feel that.
3: they feel like he can do it. I know because they, they, sure, they've, they they've seen some of it in, in practices and stuff like that. They 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 like the intensity and the energy. Yeah, and, and
2: I and I feel like I can win People Magazine's Man of the Year. <laughs> sure, Hot Man of the Year, or whatever. I you know what I'm saying I'd vote for you. Thanks, appreciate that. You're welcome. But th- that's what I'm saying. I mean, I it's one thing to say it. Yeah. And it's another thing to do it. And sure. Malik Davis, no, we've seen Malik Davis, you know, and we've also, I talked about on 105.3 The Fan today on our show on the G-Bag Nation, you know, the one thing that bothers me about Rico Rico Dowdle is that they've set him up for to have opportunities and he's capitalized for the most part, but then he gets hurt.
3: He has been hurt and, every single you know, year he's been here.
2: Every single year he's been here, he's been hurt, so... Am I going to hand him the ball in week three of the preseason? He's going to get tackled from behind, and oh well, we got a hyperextended knee. Oh, we got a you know got a ankle sprain. Oh, we get you know he's got to prove that he could stay healthy for everybody. So I can see why you want to keep Malik Davis. It's clearly, I I, I think I could do without Neville Gallimore. I'm. No offense. I've I've Neville,
3: given up on Neville Gallimore at this point.
2: Yeah, no offense if family's watching or players watching, but you know, I, I just I I the, the defensive tackles now maybe he could change my mind. But the defensive tackles, the ones, the threes, that's been a real strength of this group through the three weeks I've watched. How many weeks we've we been doing this? Three weeks now? Yep. Two yep. three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So know. Uh,
3: Next question here from JD. Who's going to surprise the most Saturday against the Jaguars, in your opinion, from having eyes on this team at camp? Uh, I, I think we've talked a lot about the guys that that we've been impressed by, so I don't know that it, it would be any fresh, brand-new names. Um, but, I mean, guys that may, you know, that have an opportunity to show exactly in the game what we've been talking about off the air the guy that stands out to me is Jalen Brooks. It's really easy for receivers to, to, you know, show up in these types of games if, if they've got something. And so Brooks, it was just, I always go back to, he was completely anonymous to me before they put the pads on. And then day one of the pads on, he was so dynamic and just every single padded practice after that, he's been making plays. And so he's, he just he seems like one of these guys that as soon as the pads come on, he takes it up another level and his skill set's really on display that you can't really see when it's T-shirts and shorts. So that's a guy that I think makes a lot of sense that could step up and be really impressive. I've liked at times, I, I haven't noticed him nearly as much, but I've liked at times what we've seen from Devin Harper over the last two years. Yeah. So that's somebody who I'm hoping can step up and surprise me and show me again. The, the, the type of athleticism that he has. But anybody else that stands out to you, Brian?
2: Yeah, to be different from you, Bobby, I'm going to say Eric Scott, mm-hmm. the corner from Southern Miss, the rookie. And I'm going to throw, also throw Wanye Thomas out there uh, as uh, number 30, as a safety potential. I have a feeling he's going to play a ton of snaps in this game. Uh, you know, he's usually around the ball. Uh, he's a physical player. So – Those two guys, the the guys you mentioned, you're absolutely right about. You know, you're absolutely right about how they could they could show up. But those, uh, if if to me, if Eric Scott, you know, if he could solidify his position a little bit, get himself, he's had a good camp, he's made some good plays, he's always around the ball. I just don't need to see any glaring errors from the secondary tomorrow. You know, and I'm hopeful that Thomas. And 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 Scott and those guys uh you know play well.
3: Uh next question from uh Dallas Ware ninety-four. Not hearing much about awesome Richards and TJ Bass. How are they performing? I know you've mentioned Richards a little bit, and that's one of your guys. Richards, I noticed most frequently getting called to the carpet by coaches for yeah. penalties or or just mental lapses. And so I, I mean it was tough to to judge Richards for me just because it felt like there were I, I remember two or three different times where he was pulled out of drills because it was like, Yeah, you're screwing up, you need to get out. He's yeah. young. It's I that's not an indictment on the player at all. Bass, I've noticed I noticed Bass more during OTAs in mini camp than I have training camp. Which, yeah. which is probably not great, especially once the pads come on. Um, but I do know they they think well of both of those guys, or did heading into camp. No,
2: I, and I can say you're you're not wrong about Awesome Richards. I mean, I I just know the you know talking to Will McClay about him, and you know he, he you know Will and I agree that he needs to get stronger. His athletic ability, I think there's a lot going on with these offensive linemen. He's going to play a ton of snaps tomorrow night, or excuse me, you know Saturday. He's going to. Or Saturday afternoon. And these guys, these young offensive linemen, they they've there's gonna be nowhere to hide on, on Saturday. I mean, they're going to have to go out there and play with the limited amount of starters that aren't gonna play. So I'm hopeful that maybe that awesome Richards goes out and has a good day, and it kind of gives him confidence that because you're right, there's been some struggles. You know, they it's there's no I mean, there's like I say, there's no place to hide at practice when, you know, you give up pressure or you make a false start or something happens. You know, the coaches, you can stand right there and hear the coaches talk about him. But I, I just have a feeling he has got a real future ahead of him because sure. they say he's in North Carolina and he's blocking guys from Clemson and Florida State and and uh, you know and Notre yeah, He's Dame.
3: blocking top 100 players.
2: Yeah, he's blocking top 100 players. So. I see why they I see why the Cowboys did what they did. And I'm hopeful that uh he will but Bass is the one that's been interesting because I felt like in college he's been a better player than what we've seen so far. Yeah. I kind of felt like that he was going to play with maybe this is a a guy that's all of a sudden is like, whoa, whoa, you know, he's you know, he, he didn't get drafted and this, that, and the other. And, you know, he's a guy that Deserve to be drafted if you watch his tape. But he's playing like a guy that's, you know, not just not buttoned down to like how he needs to be playing right now to to make this football team.
3: Uh, last question here from Brett Logan. He wants to know what position group would you most be willing to part with in a trade and maybe who uh, for a right guard should the Zach Martin saga bleed into the regular season? So where maybe do you feel like you're deep enough and you corner. have good enough player. Is it corner? Corner,
2: corner. Yeah, people are going to watch. People are going to watch your team. Pro guys are going to watch your team. They're going to see you have surplus at corner.
3: If, gonna... if, if if you liked Kelvin Joseph in twenty twenty one, if you liked him two three see, that's years the ago, problem. is, is that's that enough? Problem. Is that enough for a, is that for scout and staff to say, hey, let's tr- let's trust the evaluation we made just a couple years ago.
2: There's a lot of teams that probably thought that Dallas was crazy to pick him in the second round. The guy played, what, 15 games in his career, Mm -hmm. two years at LSU and Kentucky? Yeah. You know, there were so many questions about him. And then all of a sudden, you know, the unfortunate incident where he's with uh, some acquaintances. I'm not even going to call them friends. Uh, Acquaintances. And, you know, unfortunately, it ends in a very difficult situation for everybody. Um, So, there's some people that probably it, it's like Leighton Vanderesch. Like, why is nobody ever signed Leighton Vanderish after yeah. the season? You know why? Because on most boards, he's got a failed physical. You know, most teams are like, he's got a bad neck, he's got a bad shoulder, he's got this. You know, you know, no, no team is, you know, you know the warts of the player. You, it's your guy. So that's why Leighton Vanderesch has to keep coming back. I think kind of Kelvin Joseph's the same way. I wonder. If you know you could do something with with Jordan Lewis, you know
3: only only question on Lewis obviously is you're talking about an undersized guy nearing 30, okay. coming off an Achilles. This is
2: let me, let me I, exactly, but let me let me throw another one out there, and you'll, you're you're going to kill me for <sighs> thinking about this. But what about Israel McQuamwu, who played sure. who played better once they stopped the revolving door of corners playing in games last year from weeks 14 through 18 of the season. Yeah. Once they stopped that, like what did what did Israel McQuamu do? He played really played well for you. He's got the ability to play safety, he's got the ability to play corner.
3: I still think he's a corner. I think he's I'm a better just, corner.
2: <laughs> I know, but but okay. With that being so that—that's a name
3: that makes sense. I would—I would—I would be bummed if they traded him, but I'd also understand why they feel like they don't have room for him right now.
2: The problem with this whole offensive line thing right now is that Adoga is not a good enough bridge player. I yeah. mean, a bridge to like help you. He I mean he gets hurt, but he's—he wasn't playing well. He's and, Byron you know, you, Bell. Yeah, you needed—you needed him to be good. So when you played him in preseason games, there weren't, you know, there weren't going to be issues, but he hasn't been good. So now it's forcing you, you're using training camp practices to work with a guy that probably shouldn't be here, Yeah. you know, instead of working with somebody that should be here. Yeah. Sad, sad that way.
3: That does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. Again, you have the Cowboys and the Jaguars coming up later this afternoon. Brian Broaddus will be on the pre- and post-game show on the Cowboys radio network. Uh, we'll both be out there at AT&T Stadium with full coverage, and we'll be back with uh, a recap episode to uh, declare either the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl or have the number one pick, uh, depending on how, you know, T.J. Bass and Wanye Thomas look in this football game. Uh, for Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again next time.